This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. Oh, we got a great streak of beautiful days here in the Midwest today. It's blue skies. It's only going to get up to about 85 today. And we're loving it. It's summertime. Went to the pool last night. Great time of the year. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, where we affirm the American ideal of excellence, love of constitution, family, freedom, faith, if you haven't subscribed yet to the Affirm America podcast, uh, you can run over to AffirmAmerica.com, sign up, we'll shoot you out an email when they come out. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Friday, June 24th, 2022. Let's get right to it. Headline number five. After parental outrage, San Francisco school returns to merit-based admission. San Francisco Chronicle. After nearly two years of intense, bitter debate, test scores and grades will once again determine which San Francisco students are admitted to Lowell High School after the city's school board decided to return to the merit-based admission system Wednesday. In a 4-3 vote, the school board decided to restore the previous merit process after two years of using a lottery-based system. The vote will now apply to freshmen, entering in the fall of 2023, as well as future classes, unless the board takes further action in the future to change the admission process. From the National Review, the board voted in favor of a switch to the lottery system in October of 2020 because they said remote learning created a lack of academic data on which to base admissions decisions. Four months later, the board made the decision to permanently switch to a lottery system in an effort to address alleged racism and a lack of diversity at the elite academic school. That vote faced a legal challenge, which ended in a judge ruling that the district had violated laws related to the Brown Act that regulate public meetings. The board reversed the decision to permanently instate lottery-based admissions and then extended the lottery process for another year. The latest vote comes months after San Francisco voters recalled these progressive school board members in a February election. The recall movement was driven by parents' concern that the board was more concerned with social justice than reopening schools during the pandemic. Recall organizers said at that time. Okay, so there's a couple really good points here. Number one, the pushback from the parents and the school boards is reversing a lot of these far-left ideas, these social justice ideas, these merit-less-based admission policies. All of these things have been uh, total disasters, have, have ruined the public school systems. And finally, the parents just had enough, and they're running for school boards They're overturning, they threw out these far leftist progressives, 
and now they're back on track based on what has worked for over 200 years. There's a message there for us. There's people running all over the country now for school board positions based on what's been happening in schools, and we're starting to see the tide turn. So if you have someone in your areas that are running for school boards, support them, help them if they have a conservative idea or if they want to return to common sense education, then support those individuals because it definitely makes a difference. All right, headline number four. Biden administration dismantling U.S. energy is to accelerate the transition. From the Wall Street Journal, on his first day in office, Mr. Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline and halted new leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. A week later, he banned new oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters, and in June, he shut down exploration on existing leases in Anwar. In October, he increased the regulatory burdens on building pipelines and other infrastructure. This February, he limited leasing in Alaska's National Petroleum Reserve. And at every term, Team Biden has worked to restrict and reduce domestic oil and gas production. Team Biden got what it wanted. Daily U.S. oil production dropped from 12.29 million barrels in 2019 to an estimated 11.85 million in 2022, well after demand had rebounded from the pandemic. Mr. Biden blames Vladimir Putin, but prices rose quite a bit before Russia invaded Ukraine. In January of 2021, the average price of regular gas was $2.33 a gallon. By February of 2022, it was up to $3.52. And as of May, the average price was $4.44, so 56% of that price rise predated the invasion. From the RNC research, since day one, President Biden has tried to limit fossil fuels supplies, and we're all paying for it. Do you dispute? Top Biden energy advisor Amos Hochstein laughs, then admits They're working to accelerate the transition. From the town hall, Granholm, quote, As long as our nation remains overtly reliant on oil and fossil fuels, we'll feel these price shocks again. The only way out is diversifying our fuel sources by deploying clean energy. Okay, so you can see it's not hard to trace the reason for higher gas prices. This is... uh, Very obvious, the fact that we cut our production is going to increase the costs. It's a very simple economic equation. It's supply and demand. And uh, unfortunately, these ideologues think that they can just cut this the, the fossil fuels off before they have the alternative set in place to make the transition. So they have to put us through this pain and suffering. They have to affect our economy. They've got to hit the middle class, who's the ones that are most affected by high gas prices. And it pushes everything up and down the the supply chain. This is what uh, fuels inflation, spending, printing of money, and high energy costs. These are all contributing factors. So when you're driven by ideology like these guys are, 
then you get the results of what we're seeing right now. So the only way to curb these problems is to vote these guys out. Don't let them anywhere near running our country because obviously they have no idea what they're doing. All right, headline number three. Biden administration proposes extending Title IX to include trans protections. From the Washington Post, on the 50th anniversary of Title IX, the Biden administration proposed sweeping changes to the landmark law that would bar schools, colleges, and universities from discriminating against transgender students, a move that comes as the battle over transgender rights moves to the front lines of the cultural war. The proposal would extend the protection of Title IX, which prohibits schools that get federal funds from discriminating on the basis of sex to transgender students, compelling schools to accommodate and protect them. This includes permitting them to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity, using their correct pronouns, and addressing bullying based on their gender identity. It would also amend the rules that govern how schools, colleges, and universities investigate and resolve claims of sexual assault and sexual harassment. From Josh Howley, amazing, the Biden administration's new rule today on Title IX denies there are such things as women and men. The administration is erasing gender and women from a statute designed to protect them. So the cultural war is uh, in full bloom right now. We can see exactly where the progressives want to take us, where the far left it wants to take us. It wants to, de to deny genders. They want to put them to the front of the line as if the whole world is transgender and people are all confused about what a man and a woman is. It's such a small percentage of our population, yet growing because of young people's confusion about gender and trying it on as a fad or something that's popular, but it's still a very, very small percentage, yet it seems as though the entire world is concerned about transgenderism. This is total insanity. This is exactly what you get with the radical left. They want to break down our moral values, our principles, put us in a state of confusion to divide us, separate us, and to deconstruct our nation based on our founding spirit, our Christian values, our belief in principles of man and woman. There are only two genders. No matter what anybody says, you cannot change those. That's how we were created. So again, this is what you get when you have the far left in charge of the levers of government. All right, headline number two. Senators Ted Cruz and John Barrasso introduced legislation hardening schools from the Daily Wire. Senators Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, and John Barrasso, Republican from Wyoming, introduced a bill on Wednesday that would dedicate more than $38 million to increase school and community safety, including doubling the number of school resource officers nationwide. The Safe Kids, Safe Schools, Safe Communities Act of 2022 would be funded with unspent American Rescue Plan funds, according to the proposed legislation. 
From Breitbart, the legislation also focuses on making sure that the National Instant Criminal Background Check System has all the information necessary in its system to perform a thorough background check. This means all records that could disqualify someone from a purchase would be included. And the act heightens punishment for gun crimes, including gun theft. Additionally, the legislation authorizes $150 million to hire additional federal prosecutors to prosecute firearm violations. And $29 million for safe school task forces in combating juvenile firearm violations. Ted Cruz, quote, our Safe Kids, Safe Schools, Safe Communities Act would focus on making schools safer by increasing the number of properly trained school resource officers on campus who can deter and, if necessary, stop school shooters before our kids are harmed, increasing the number of school mental health professionals who can identify at-risk children and ensure those kids get the help they need before they become violent, and providing funding to improve the physical security measures for schools. Okay, so these are some uh, common sense legislatures. Uh, The senators have uh, some good ideas here, hardening the schools. Uh, Israel does this, and they have zero mass shootings in Israel because they have two armed guards in every school that protect those children in schools. Increasing the number of uh, trained officers in the schools is a good direction. Also, tightening up some of the laws that are directly connected to gun violations is a good thing, too, as well. Okay, so uh, kudos to uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Basso that they've uh, taken some steps to make issues around mass shooting something a little less possible. It's not an easy solution. It's very hard to determine when mentally ill people have uh, the desire to do harm in schools. But uh, one thing you can do is you can harden those schools and not make them so easily accessible. What happened in uh, Valdi was that uh, shooter could, he, they just walked right in the back door. It was wide open. Somebody actually opened the door for them. And uh, these are areas that need to be addressed and made Uh, adjustments to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Good job. I hope they keep it up and hopefully we can solve this uh, crazy situation that we have uh, with shootings in our schools. All right. Headline number one, Supreme Court rules New York's concealed carry restrictions unconstitutional. From Fox News, the Supreme Court Thursday ruled six to three that New York's regulations that made it difficult to obtain a license to carry a concealed handgun were unconstitutionally restrictive and that it should be easier to obtain such a license. The existing standard required an applicant to show proper cause for seeking a license and allowed New York officials to exercise discretion in determining whether a person has shown a good enough reason for needing to carry a firearm. Stating that one wished to protect themselves or their property was not enough. From the Daily Wire, the case centered on a 1911 New York state law that conditioned the right to a concealed carry permit on good moral character and proper cause. The Supreme Court majority opinion, written by Justice Clarence Thomas, took issue with the latter condition, which unlawfully 
forced New Yorkers to demonstrate a special need for self-defense. Mike Gallagher, the judiciary matters. It's where we as a people have to live or die by the law of the land. And the Supreme Court just upheld the right to get a concealed weapon, a concealed carry permit in the state of New York, where the bar is set ridiculously high. Okay, so this month, uh, month of June, Supreme Court's coming down with a lot of their, their rulings and decisions. And as a result of having a, a more conservative bench, then we're seeing some very good constitutionally protected rights, such as the Second Amendment, and especially in New York, who's been very restrictive throughout the years in allowing for concealed carry permits. So the fact that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the citizen is a very good thing. It's not the law-abiding citizens that are the problems, it's the criminals that are the problems, the ones that break the laws. So this is a, a good result. Clarence Thomas is always right on the mark, and the Supreme Court definitely ruled properly in this situation. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday, June 24th. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, and we'll see you next Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.